0: Hi, and welcome to the HeartSeat Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goldstein. We're talking to inspiring people about heart-opening, soul-enlivening, body-enhancing practices intended to help us cultivate health and enhance our lives. Oh, the seeds we sow must break open. This interview was actually recorded back in the first week of March, right before the whole COVID epidemic thing exploded, and so we don't talk about it in the interview, um, which might actually be a little refreshing, and I just wanted to let you all know that, and uh, I think there's a lot of really valuable things in this episode Deeper understanding of the importance of community and connection to the land and the connection to our food and how it all plays out in a small but big way here in Boulder in our little community, as well as resources and invitations to find access to a CSA in your own local community. Amanda and Brian are co owners of the 63rd Street Farm. They run the farm in all its glory, raising pigs, chickens, turkeys, cows, alpacas, and lots of different types of vegetables, as well as their family. They've been farming since 2009 when their daughter was born and use permaculture design principles for growing all of their vegetables in a method that's beyond organic. So they raise their animals with a holistic grazing system and engage the community through their CSA, which stands for community supported agriculture. Some say they have the most fun CSA pickups around. I might be one of those people. Uh, Amanda and Brian have a passion about teaching everyone from two years old to 92 years old about how they farm and why more folks need to be aware of where their food is coming from and how it's raised. So just for a little bit of background for our listeners, well, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, as I was telling you guys before to me health and wellness um are really bigger than just us as individuals and there's an interconnectedness between the health of our earth and our relationship with our earth and the food that we eat and our the people that who grow the food and the people in our community and so it felt meaningful and important for me to, at some point, bring on some farmers, and I really appreciate you guys coming on to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Great. So, <coughs> just to start out, just to, I'd love if you guys could share a little bit about um, how you got into farming and and how the beginning of your farm sort of unfolded.
1: Sure. I guess that's kind of two different stories. Um, I actually grew up on a dairy farm in upstate New York when I was in my teenage years. Knew I never wanted to be a farmer. Here I am, a (laughs) farmer. (laughs) Uh, Dairy farming is probably one of the hardest jobs you could possibly have being on 365 24-7. It's never a time you can't get sick. There is no time off. So that was something that deterred me away from dairy farming. I have a lot of respect for dairy farmers. Uh, but vegetables and food has always been a passion for me. Um, so getting into farming was def- definitely a natural step in. Uh, but I was in the restaurant industry for 15 years prior to getting into the restaurant into the farming. And so having started our farm together, uh, Brian actually got the property before I was there, and we had a baby to start, and that's how I got into farming. Um, Brian can kind of tell you a little bit more of the story of how the farm got started because it's actually a little bit different than when we started off as just doing CSA mm. so it's actually had a bigger picture than what we're currently doing and now we've drove it into that CSA mode so you want to tell that story?
2: Well, The this, this story is uh, pretty uh, uh, interesting and could go on for, for, for a while Um but basically, you know, my, my background, uh, is, is in mostly in my career had been in construction, uh, stonemasonry specific. And, you know, while I was coming up doing that, I was also doing a lot of cooking, enjoying food. I had a choice in my life, become a chef or get into construction. And it's really interesting how that chain of the events brought me to a, to a farm, uh, there was a time when, uh, when the choice, uh, between what I was going to do for, you know, my future, uh, kind of came into it and, uh, the, the farm came about, uh, mostly in the very beginning, um, as an opportunity to try to engage with the community. Uh, the farm was, was, uh, brought about with this vision of, uh, a health and wellness kind of center, uh, and, and it was specific to the adoptive community. So um, back when I was, you know, trying to, uh, I was a single father at that point and trying to find a place for, for myself to land, uh, try to find a place where even through my construction business, I can put a lot of my, my equipment and tools down, um, but also have a nice uh, environment for my, my children to grow up in. Um, I talked to a, a few people who were in the health and wellness um, uh, area of kind of holistic uh, management uh, through um, the adoptive community, it just it really inspired me a lot. And they had a need for someone to oversee and caretake for a farm property. And I thought that was just a great um, potential opportunity for me, especially with my construction background. They needed somebody who could, you know, keep up, maintain the buildings, the property, and, and, and with the equipment and knowledge of that kind of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, with that, uh, we, we started to put together this nonprofit that worked specifically with adoptive families. And, and that was a, a a wonderful thing. We were able to secure the property that we now live on and, 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 uh, had a tremendous uh uh, support but getting that nonprofit off the ground really took a lot of uh financial uh stability and in order to get the program off the ground was really a a a steep hill to climb Uh, so once we uh landed on the property and and tried to get this nonprofit off the ground. It it, it it very soon turned into not really being viable right away, mm. and and it was tough. It was heartbreaking because it was a few years being put into the development of this, securing the property, getting every the plan, and and even the five hundred one C three you know certified and all of the, the behind the scenes. So that was uh, uh at that time when we found out that it wasn't really going to fly how we thought it was going to fly. Uh, we switched gears. Um, the, the nonprofit, uh, kind of took off on, on its own individual kind of process. And I ended up with this property that needed to have a vision, a idea, uh, something because it was, a, a very costly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, uh, you know, there's, as Amanda said earlier, you know, when we met, um, we, we kind of did a cart before the horse, mm-hmm. you know, we, we uh, she got pregnant really soon in our relationship. And, uh, you know, we, I was uh, uh, already single father and I had the boys and we I, we basically looked at each other and said, what what is our plan? What are we gonna do? Um, I looked at Amanda and said, you know, this was the vision of this farm. This is really all I have. Everything, all everything is here. Um, we have a choice. Uh, we could sell it, or we could work it and figure out a system. Um, I had already been through a permaculture design course um, back in two thousand eight with Sandy Cruz. Um, she is uh, really the inspiration for the the uh, design system, the permaculture based design system. The uh, the 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 method of which you can take a piece of property and as a builder as somebody with a construction background really made a lot of sense Mm. you know farming and organic farming permaculture all these things regenerative systems it's a wormhole Mm -hmm. it's a wormhole that is so hard to just sit back and like go okay i'm going to start here Permaculture did that for, for us. Um, when Amanda, uh, asked, you know, she's pregnant and she's wondering, you know, okay, what are we, how are we going to do this? I looked at her, I said, well, if you're going to understand anything that I'm talking about right now, you need to take a permaculture design course. (laughs) 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 And she did, she did. She jumped in wholeheartedly and, and, uh, you know, there was a point in our life where, where, you know, it was like, okay, we're starting a new life together. Uh, we sell the farm and go from here, or we work this. And if we work it, it's going to be from that permaculture perspective. And she looked at me and said, "I want my baby to grow up on a farm." Wow! And here we are today. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> eleven years later, and uh, uh, we're still swinging hard every day, every week. You know, every year. Um, none of it's been easy. But if there's one thing that we can truly say is, if you're going to work hard at anything in life this is work worth doing.
0: Mm.
2: Wow. Beautiful.
0: Thank you. Um that's quite a story. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the tip of the iceberg, man. <laughs> well I'm glad we have some time here yeah, today yeah. together to yeah. maybe see a little bit more of the iceberg. Yeah. Um and so I'm wondering if maybe you could share a little bit about let's start from the the community-supported agriculture model and, and why you chose it and mm-hmm. what it's meant to you guys?
1: Yeah. Good question. Well, it was funny. When we started it, I didn't even know what a CSA was. <laughs> I had to do my own research. i never heard of it before, and Brian said it, and I started researching it and grasping this idea of communities that would buy up a piece of land and pay a farmer to grow food for them. And when it started, there was only four people that would pay into this farm and this farmer would grow all of their food and wouldn't have to worry about any of the bills, anything that he just needed to grow the food. And Mm. everybody would come and they would get their supplies from this farmer and grasping this idea, you know, they would share that risk together and then they would share that bounty Uh, really kind of hit home for us in a way of. I don't really want to put a price tag on what this tomato costs because that's really tough. Uh, There's a price that we see in the grocery store, and then there's an actual what it does cost. And then there's the I love this tomato so much you couldn't put a price tag on it because it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, So putting a CSA together kind of just seems natural for us. When we started out in 2010 with our CSA, we had 65 members. We got all of those people through putting a farm stand out in front of our farm that said, pay what you feel you got. And people came and they signed up for our CSA the next year. They paid whatever they could. We had people paying $20 to get a couple of things. And then we'd have somebody leaving a note saying, they wouldn't have been able to feed their child tonight if this food wasn't out there, thank you so much. And so that was the, aha, Mm -hmm. here we are, there's a need for this. Uh, So it was really nice to see that the whole community is able to be reached through this avenue. And so the community part of it for us is a very important piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, People now are very stuck into their phones. Mm -hmm. They communicate only through their phones. It's really hard to see people when you walk down the street. No one makes eye contact anymore, and it's really nice to have that night on our farm where everybody comes out, and we try our best to learn as many names as we can and engage with as much of our community as possible uh, just to slow everybody down for a moment. Uh, It's an important part of life is to talk to each other, (laughs) (laughs) see how we're all doing, and to just slow down and enjoy where you're at stop and smell the roses is a very important part or the tomatoes the tomatoes.
0: Um, I just, when you said, I don't want to put a price tag on that tomato. I just felt like this opening up in my heart, you know, the, the, the reality is that we all have relationships and and we all live in relationship to food, to humans, to animals. And, Mm -hmm. um, and the current systems that we live in reco- often monetizes all sorts of things that have value that maybe would be better if it wasn't monetized right mm-hmm. like you know we're we're sort of we've been trading you know it used to be if you needed a ride you you you'd call around or you'd hitchhike or you, yep. you know, we would just help each other out cause mm-hmm. that's what you do. And now it's like, you need a ride, then you Uber, you mm-hmm. know, or, or Lyft. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's a way in which, um, yeah, just the, the, what the exchange, the contribution to the CSA mm-hmm. is sort of just, a, in the way that it's like a lump sum, it's just like, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of this. Mm -hmm. And, and like, you got, you know, we live in this bigger world that requires money and requires all these things, but like here we're going to create a microcosm of, of giving and receiving and sharing. And, and, uh, I never thought of it in those terms of, you know, you know, how can you, how can anything have a price tag? And and like, of course everything can, but, um, so I just, yeah, I just, I appreciate that, that frame. And, and what's the mm-hmm. feeling, uh, that comes along with eating food, you know where it comes from and you know who grew it and how hard they're working. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, yeah, how does that nourish you in, in other ways?
1: Yeah. CSA is a really great model to help support those small farms out there and keeping that community excited about what you're doing. And then they, just they nourish us back by coming and being excited and supporting everything that we do by them trusting us as farmers uh, it's important to build that relationship with your farmer to make sure that you can trust them and that you do know what they're putting onto your vegetables and Mm -hmm. so knowing I wouldn't put give my daughter anything that is full of chemicals makes other parents very at ease that Well, she's not going to give her kid this, so we are safe being able to know that our kid can run out into this field and get some cherry tomatoes and put them directly in their mouths. (laughs) It's that trust and give and take together.
0: And there's, so there's also a big piece. We've sort of mentioned the the concept permaculture, and maybe you guys can explain it a little bit more in detail um, for the listeners, but it seems to me like so far that th- a theme that's really emerging has to do with the re- relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I know that permaculture and, and, you know, really explores and the relationships between the different pieces and the different, uh, processes on a farm and in a farm. And I'm wondering if you guys could speak just a little bit more to, to how that, yeah, how that unfolds and how that, what that looks like on your farm.
2: Well, <coughs> excuse me up, uh- Permaculture, man, it, it yet another wormhole. It's a it's a wormhole of what what could be, what it could be um, uh, used for, um, specifically through ag- agriculture and, and through the farm systems. You know, you can use it. At the, It's a design system. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I I tell people, you know, it's one of these new fango dango fancy words, right? You know, it's like everybody's got this new word for this new thing. Okay, now it's sustainable. Now sustainable isn't good enough. It's, you know, now regenerative. Uh Well, you know, I believe that. I believe in regenerative more than I believe in sustainable. Sustainable to me is status quo. Uh Uh, Regenerative is, you know, you build these systems to produce more, in abundance than the energy put in. It's uh the inputs um and 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 the yields. You know, those are permaculture statements. You uh-huh. know, these are the amount of inputs, but these are the amount of yields. And if you're only getting this yield out of this input, you know, that that's good. Right. It's a great, you know, sustainable's great.
0: Yeah.
2: We want that, you know, but we want to go beyond that. Um and, you know, it also goes drives into the community you know they uh uh, what's said in permaculture is earth care people care fair share it's 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 a it's all inclusive and and the the design system can be blanketed over many aspects of life Mm. um when we took our permaculture design course you know it 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 really opened up all those possibilities to where you almost can revert back to these design principles and never get stuck you know for every problem there's there's 10 solutions you just have to kind of know how to mind map it or 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 open up your your perspective or look at it from a different way and you know in a nutshell permaculture helps you do that go backwards and forwards and see the energy put in and then the yields coming out. Um, and for us, you know, part of that permaculture system is the community. If we didn't have our community, we wouldn't have our business. Mm We don't, we don't sell to restaurants or farmer's market, even though we need restaurants, we need farmer's markets, we need grocery stores. We need a lot of food in this, you know, Mm -hmm. to to feed the people. Mm -hmm. Um, and the conventional way of farming is, sure feeding a lot of people we believe that it could be done better mm-hmm. um also with that human component uh it's so sterile and so cold you know you you get food from this part of the country it gets it gets you know farmed by this big machine this big big machine big tractor or whatever into this big processing system into this semi and into this packaging facility into another semi then across the, the, the country and 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 it seems like a whole lot of inputs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the yield is, is pennies. Right. And, and that's why we say, you know, when we were first starting to grow, when we say, we don't know what to charge for a tomato because you go to the grocery store, they want 10 cents for the tomato. <laughs> and, and you're like, well, no, you know, that's, there, there's an imbalance. Uh-huh. And one way to get past the imbalance is to really engage with your farmer Mm. is to really, and for the farmers to engage with their community. You know, I think that there's this, um, untalked about thing that, you know, you can get 50 pounds of carrots for, you know, whatever. And, and nobody really understands what it took to, start those carrots, Mm -hmm. to tend to those carrots, to protect those carrots, cover them if they need covering, to to weed them so they don't get choked out, You know all of these things to thin them, and then to finally pick them out of the ground, wash them, then get it to the people. Right. There's so many steps in that process that this really, what we do on our farm just literally puts the brakes on all of it. Mm. It slows the whole process down. Um, and to to be able to to utilize those principles through permaculture, through the systems of how we set up our farm, hmm. to the crop rotation, to the companion planting, to the to the doing things by hand. I mean, I mean, it, it's we started out for so many years. Everything's by hand, hmm. but the yield that you can get out of a square foot is four times the yield that any conventional farmer can get. Yeah. Off of using a tractor and and we found out that that there's this abundance from small acreage that not only is the best thing that you could possibly be putting into your body but it's also this nurturing component that helps bring people together and shows them that this can be done on small scale and it's also building community which is really one of the biggest uh, um, benefits mm-hmm. to we're talking about health and well-being right? yeah <laughs> you right know, you know that human component is uh is is just as important to us as the food that's coming out
0: you mean i don't have to go onto facebook and scroll through a bunch yeah. of ads to <laughs> see what my friends are doing i can talk to them in person
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's the the farming bringing all of it into with brian you know also encouraging growth in the soil Mm. and while we're tending to our community above ground we're also trying to as farmers tend to that subsurface Mm -hmm. community as well that we can't necessarily see but is there and thriving if you feed it Mm -hmm. Uh, so we try our best to do everything at our farm that is on the farm for the farm Uh, So we'll take our alpaca's poop and we'll put it back onto the vegetable fields at the end of the season. When we pull weeds out of our garden, we'll make a tea out of those weeds. And then we'll put that back into the soil as well. When we're finished with a crop, we'll chop it and drop it. And so that there's food there for the worms and all of the microbiology below the surface to be able to eat through the winter and through the summer. Uh, So it's not a matter of just constant taking from the earth we have right. to make sure we're giving back as much as we're taking out and like brian was talking about regenerative so we need to be putting in more right. than what we're taking out and so that's the goal so that all of our children will also have food mm. in the future so that we don't strip everything away
0: mm, there's this i'm i'm really just appreciating i mean a lot of these concepts i'm, I'm personally familiar with but um just the orientation of giving this is not like like if i just think about when i think about the big farms with you know it's like it's like what can we get out of this how much money can we make how much can we grow to sell how much you know and here it's like how much can we give right like Mm -hmm. how much can we nourish the earth Mm -hmm. while we're producing food you know and and how much of that food can nourish the people in our community and it's and it's like yeah you got to balance out the checkbook somehow yeah but that that, the the focus is on productivity on regeneration on and it's not and and you're not just focused on like well we want the biggest brightest reddest tomato you're focused on like well what's a healthy tomato and what's a healthy Mm -hmm. tomato in a healthy ecosystem where the soil is healthy Mm -hmm. and and so that the people are being nourished and we're not you know it's not coming at a cost of, of, well, we have to spray it down with this, or we have to, you know, do that. That's gonna sort of take away from the system as a whole,
2: yeah. And as a result, that tomato is the biggest, oh, man. nicest, mm-hmm. juiciest, real tasting tomato that you've ever had in your life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we say, you know, we're not necessarily growing food, growing soil, mm. and if you have healthy soil you can grow anything. Mm -hmm. So proper planting, crop rotation, all those things, you know, what you were talking about, the conventional farmer, they're taking up every square inch and depleting it of everything and killing it with these pesticides and driving over it with tractors up and down every, you know, all the time, compacting the soil, Mm -hmm. All those not getting that aeration in there, not feeding that, that by getting the biodiversity underneath that top layer, healthy. And, And it's eroding. We're losing topsoil across the country at exponential rates through this conventional system. Mm -hmm. And when you look at our fields, year after year, the soil gets better and better and better and better every single year. Mm -hmm. And the food grows in healthier and just it's vibrant. Mm -hmm. It's still alive, you know, and it's a it's it's a a beautiful thing to to witness over the years, you know, we, we started, you know, we were looking out at these back fields and there was nothing out there. And now you look and it's, uh, you just grab your hand in that dirt and you just watch it like fall through your fingers. And it's, it's alive.
0: Beautiful. I mean, we, on a tiny, tiny scale in our backyard, have had a garden now for seven or eight years and it's grown every year. We kind of pull up more to the sod and the grass and, and we also have some chickens and, and it's and it's the same kind of thing where on a, again much smaller scale where every year, you know the kale gets bigger on its yeah. own and everything's just like more, yeah it's abundant, it, abundant. Yeah. and yeah in the the Chinese medicine system th- there's this idea of microcosm and macrocosm the idea that like each human individual is like a, a tiny planet you yeah. know in a way mm-hmm. and the then there's this correlation, say, between soil or earth, the earth element, there's these elements, right, that exist within us. And that has to do with our digestion and our uh, microbiome in Mm -hmm. in our bodies. And and I just, you know, think about, you know, nourishing, how do we nourish our own microbiomes? And it's with really healthy food that comes from an environment that has a healthy soil microbiome. Correct. Yeah. So you guys... You know, you're farmers, and you work hard, and you work long, mm-hmm. and you work big, and um, and anyone who has a tiny garden, they can only begin to imagine what it's like to be running a farm full time the way you guys do. And I'm wondering, how do you guys take care of yourselves? How do you guys manage <laughs> to to keep it up? So that so that I, I'm hoping that you take those permaculture principles Mm -hmm. that you're applying to the earth (laughs) and somehow apply them to yourself. Yeah. And and
2: there are those ways to do do that. There, there's, there is a, a, a lesson in permaculture Uh that is self care. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So, yeah, that's a pretty funny question because you know, you're a vegetable farmer and everybody's like, Oh, you must have the best diet. Well, we do, and when the summertime is here, and we eat a lot of really good food, but our body's health itself—it's that you know, as Brian was saying, everything we do is by hand, Mm -hmm. and you know, we're over forty, and keeping it up, and so that the twenty-year-olds can see how fast we need to be working, we got to make sure that our bodies are working correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I actually do a trade with a massage therapist, uh, and so I go see her monthly during the season and make sure everything is where it needs to be and stretching as much as possible. Mm. Uh, Making sure that all of my staff is doing that as well. And all of my managers get a trade so that they get massages through the season and that they're tending to their bodies properly. Uh, So it's really important because this is our number one tool. Yeah. Uh, So it's trying to make sure that we're stretching and we're tending to ourselves uh, for our body, for our mind uh-huh. <laughs> for our mental stability, because uh, it's a lot of work out in the field. It's hot. You're always dehydrated. You're always tired. There's always something that you need to do, so the work is never done. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very important for us because we live where we work. Is to try to make that stop time in uh-huh. the day, and so that we can come back and be with our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then we will try to leave the farm to go fishing or camping. Uh, Sometimes we'll go out and go to a concert, something to just get away from the farm. Yeah. Uh, Having that, be able to go from farming to regular life and farming and keeping that pace going, it is really important to leave the farm Mm -hmm. so that you can come back and appreciate the farm. Mm. Uh, If you don't do that, If you work sunup to sundown seven days a week, it's really tough to appreciate what you do. And so the quality of life for us is kind of more important than a bigger paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so that's where when people come and work with us, you're not your paycheck's not going to be big, but you're going to have weekends off. You're going to have your nights free and you're still going to be learning about farming and all the important aspects of it. So it's kind of getting that balance within all of that. So that you're excited about coming back out to farm again
2: I, I also just to add to that I, I think that we one of the reasons why we are CSA based and not just sell food to whoever we possibly can or is willing to buy food like restaurants or go into farmers' market or grocery stores right mm mm-hmm. As a family, when you when you ask the specific question, how do you guys take care of yourselves? You know, there's we that through developing the CSA actually allowed us to have that time for our family. We we are really only open one day a week. Uh huh. Everybody, all of our families, we have over about 350 families now that we feed and we're fully dedicated to those families. So our whole week is, is geared towards getting that food taken care of, washed out of the fields and, and in a presentable way for all of our families to show up on a Thursday night. And on that Thursday night, we're open we we are there we're a, we have the energy to converse with our members to get to know them to okay. to talk and be well said to be present right when you and and this is it's a hard thing for farmers F- farming is is labor intensive it's hot it, it's long and and we're trying to almost well, it's not that we're trying. It's just we are. This is what was right for us, uh-huh. right? You know, But not having to go to farmer's market on the weekend allows us to have a weekend. Right. Not trying to sell to that chef who's ready for their Saturday night special so they need those carrots there at this time or falling into anybody else's delivery system. Uh, we don't have to do that, mm. and so what is really amazing that that mm. it's an opportunity that we have taken for ourselves that most far or a lot of farmers, uh, th- it, that's a hard one to slip into. Now I am I'm, I'm in construction, so we have a whole nother business where we don't supply our whole financial well being based off of the farm because there's still not a lot of money in farming Mm -hmm. just to even pay for your property Mm -hmm. so and it depends on where you live as well Um, we are in Boulder Colorado so you know it's not easy Mm -hmm. Uh, so we do have to balance two different businesses but both of our businesses we shut down on the weekend we spend time with our with our family with our with with our children and we try to get away Um, give us the opportunity just even you know go fishing for an afternoon uh, there's so, so many people that just they can't stop based because of how their business is set up, mm-hmm. you know, and so they have to have weekend crews and they're always turning, and to to not rest. That we don't have a n- not, yeah, not that we don't. <laughs> I mean, we start. Yeah, we we do because we have animals and the uh-huh. animals have mm-hmm. to be taken care of, um, but things really shift, and when we're open on that Thursday night that's our that's our day we don't have people coming in monday tuesday you know that's taxing on on your energy and so i think that that's part of our answer how we take care of ourselves is is we slowed it down it took longer for our business to develop though you know year one we grew all this food where are you going to sell it you know that's a huge thing it's like well we can grow it but where are you going to send it so developing that csa um it took a little bit longer but i think it was worth worth doing
0: you know brian in in hearing all that the word that sort of arose for me was was sovereignty you guys have found a way to create you know agency over your lives and and you know choosing being able to create a model that allows you to you you're, you're like you said you, you don't have to be compliant with somebody else's delivery schedule you you kind of set the 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 terms for your own lives in in a way and um in in the from from an elemental perspective fire is the is the sovereign element that 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 power of warmth and illumination um and I just we have a little candle burning here and um I just want to Speak to that, mm-hmm. so that maybe any of our listeners out there, you know, can take a moment and just ponder that question of of, in what ways are they living a sovereign life, and and feel and experience that, and in what ways do they feel like they're not, because um, you know you said you you have your boundaries and. You, you you have your day ends at a certain time and then you tend to your family and and even in a even in the world of uh, of farming which is known for like the long hours and the hard hours and like you guys are finding ways to take care of yourselves amidst um all that is required of you and all that you're devoted in terms of your work and taking breaks and taking space and you know so I want i want first of all i'm grateful because it goes back to that s- sustainable even regenerative um idea where where you're not going to be burnt out on farming totally and, <laughs> you need to have it because right? because you know i want to keep getting my csa <laughs> share you know three years five years ten years out and um and so yeah just knowing that you guys you know what i heard you is you're taking care of your bodies you all do massage trades you're taking care of your your minds and your spirits by um by ending your days by having your weekends off by focusing and then and then you're also able to do everything that you're doing with much more focus and presence you know Mm -hmm. like you can be with the the community members when we show up and you know i always feel like you're not like off thinking about other things when you're talking to us you're talking to us and Mm -hmm. um and it's really beautiful and it's really special and and so i just i appreciate that
2: thank you it's uh we're glad that that's coming through because that's that is that that juice that feeds us Uh you know we need our members to to bring themselves because at the end of that week, when it's all laid out there, it's we have to look at each other, and week after week, it's worth it. Mm. It's worth it, and and we haven't gone backwards since.
1: Yeah, the biggest uh, bonuses that we get are when the children come into the CSA. They start off with us, brand new family. And parents are like, "Oh, my kids don't eat any vegetables." Uh. And I look at the parents, and I'm like, "Just give me a few weeks." I think I can get them to try something. And always starting with sugar snap peas, you know, there's sugar in something. Kids are going for it. Uh There are natural sugars in vegetables. And it's just hard to taste those when you're getting grocery store vegetables and they're just not there. But when you're getting it pulled straight out of the ground or popped straight off of that plant, the sugars are right there in your face. And so the kids by the end of it come running up and they're just like, farmer Amanda, farmer Amanda, where are the carrots? Mm. And when they come in running and screaming for the carrots, it's, it's, I have done my job. I have gotten one more. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really great thing to see children. so excited about vegetables. And they do. It is.
0: And I mean, I, I can, I'm sure we can all relate to Mm -hmm. that. Like winter grown, tomato and the salad bar that we've like had to eat at some point in Mm -hmm. our lives and we're like Mm -hmm. begrudgingly and it's like yeah i understand why kids maybe think they don't like tomatoes (laughs) or they don't like carrots or they don't like radishes because it's just a whole other animal when it's you know frozen or canned or um, even we just um a couple days ago opened up a can of tomato sauce that we made from the summer oh, nice. and it's just like you know it just you feel your whole mouth just opens up and it's a big smile and you can feel the summer <laughs> in the jar which is yeah. different from the canned tomatoes or the jarred tomato sauce that you get from the grocery store and mm-hmm. um you know and so yeah i i, I appreciate that that piece around being able to introduce you know kids to things and plus if there's an experience around oh food is fun because we're outside and oh there's live music this week or Mm. you know the pizza oven (laughs) right you know then i think that also um that also can be really meaningful we're gonna have a little picnic and Mm -hmm. um so so that's great yeah
1: Getting them to come out and play like a farm kid for a Mm -hmm. night is Mm. great. How many dirty kids can leave the farm? Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I just, I'm so grateful. I really hope that this is, you know, nourishing these words. This conversation is nourishing the listeners out there and that they're feeling, um, maybe inspired, maybe curious, maybe, um, hungry, (laughs) (laughs) um, after this conversation. And, um, I'm wondering as, as we wrap things up, if there's any, any messages, any like thoughts, any, anything you really want to make sure that, that you get to, to share with, with everyone, you know, as we close up here.
1: Sure. Uh, really quick to, if you are hungry for vegetables out there and, You did want to find a CSA, if you go to localharvest.org, you can type in your zip code and you can find your CSA farmer right in your neighborhood as close to you as possible. Uh, We always encourage people, if you're driving to or from work and you pass by a farm, that should probably be your CSA farm. Uh, Try to make it so it's just a part of your routine. You're already going that way. Stop in and grab your food and so that you're not having to drive an hour outside of your way. Go get your vegetables every week. It becomes a chore. You're wasting a lot of gas, and your carbon footprint increases at that point. So try to see what's around you and go from there. Not that we don't want people to sign up for ours, right. but we want to make sure everybody gets what they're looking for. Uh, if you're looking into getting a CSA, really know what you want from it. Uh, Know if you're in a hurry, if your life is busy, it's understandable. Uh, But know that going into a CSA, they're all set up differently. So make sure you ask your questions. If you're looking for a family gathering spot, not all farms do it on their farm. Uh, They do it at farmer's market pickups for their CSA members. So just kind of think about what are you looking for when you do this? Mm -hmm. Do you want to pick and choose what vegetables you're getting? Do you want to slow down? Do you want to what we do is a whole family night with a wood-fired pizza oven, a local winery comes out, music once in a while, we have a coffee share, a bread share, a meat share. We have a almost a full diet CSA. Mm. So kind of knowing what people what you're looking for before you get into it because when we set up our CSA There's not much I can do to speed anything up. (laughs) It's a very slow food Uh mentality on our farm. Yeah. And we want that for all of our members so that when they come from work, they can take a minute to pause. We're busy, but they don't need to be. So
0: and I can I mean, just as as on the other side of that, we, we actually I think for many, many years we were going CSA we, we tried this CSA for a season and then maybe we're with this CSA for a couple of seasons and then we're with this CSA first. And you know, there's, it's just been, it's been really interesting to, mm-hmm. to have the variation. And like you said, some of them you come up and you pick a box and the box is already loaded and that's super simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and other ones you have to go and pick out what you want and there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. And, um,
2: and so, yeah. Yeah. Did you
1: have anything on it?
2: Yeah. Uh, no, just, uh, just to t- tag onto that and, you know, our, our, our CSA is unique. Mm. We, uh, we take pride in the fact that it is, it slows you down and, and that's on purpose. Um, to, to, so, so there's a lot of, uh, uh, ways of getting food out there and this is just the way we choose to get our food out there Mm -hmm. um we tried to provide an experience for people uh not just real quick let me run in and grab my you could do that at Mm -hmm. our farm you know there is a long there is a line of people all chatting everybody's Mm -hmm. talking to everybody Mm -hmm. and so you know if you are in a rush you know you can you know kind of, kind of skip through a little bit, but there, there is, uh, there is, it's not prepackaged for you. We do give options and, and we do encourage uh, people to ask questions and, uh, and really understand what we are doing. We want people to really look at how our farm is run and the effort and love and care that goes into all of it, because that's what really gives, we feel what gives people the experience of i am a part of this farm Mm -hmm. you know it's it's their farm too um and and when you show up we want you to feel like you are in an extension of your own home this is your family you know we can we can you know get amazing food but also be fed through through just community and that's uh, just a major part of what we do, and that's why it's only CSA for us, because we lose that connection in the, in the other avenues.
0: Great. Well, thank you guys so much. You can be found at sixty third street farm. dot com. Yeah. Okay, and that's the number sixty three. Yeah. And then R D S T
1: farm. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
0: And um, thanks to all of you out there listening. Hopefully, like I said before, you've taken away some glimmer or shimmer of, of new information or inspiration, or just a sense of rekindled hope and joy about what's possible and that there are people here in our community in Boulder and throughout the country, you know, doing their part to, to help the earth you know regenerate and to help our communities regenerate and to help our bodies regenerate with nourishing food that's grown in a way that honors and respects and reveres life and um and you can be a part of that uh i guess what was the web address again
1: Uh, localharvest.org
0: okay and um yeah if you have any questions for me um noah again noah at heartseedhealth.com and um look forward to seeing you again on the show next time thanks thank you oh the seeds we sow must break open.
2: I